0: all right who has not taken advantage of the week free trial of the fitness app yet check it out it is a one-stop shop for all your fitness nutrition and wellness needs custom meal plans personalized workout programs meditations sleep programs community support and so much more you can use it on any device anywhere, any place, anytime, no equipment needed or all the equipment in the world is in there. There's yoga, there's kickboxing, there's audio only workouts, there's hit training, weight loss programs, prenatal programs, anything and everything you can think of is in the fitness app. And if you go to thefitnessapp.com slash podcast deal, you can get 25% off an annual subscription for $89.99 a year. So check it out and start your free trial today.
1: Welcome to Keeping It Real, Conversations with Jillian Michaels.
0: Squad, team, friends, pals, buddies, kids. I like all those, Cindy. I'm going to start rotating those. My wife was like, why is it that you can't just settle on one? Everybody is peanut, mookie, schmoopy, poopy, smush. I don't know. So like everybody in my life that has nicknames that change constantly, so do you guys. So guess what we're talking about today? We are doing a guest list show. I shall be your expert on this show. And um, I want to reference a gentleman, which maybe you guys have been reading about. He's hit the media in a pretty big way. His name is Brian Johnson. And uh, Cindy and I are currently working to get him as a guest on the show. Um, He's a centimillionaire, which I think means he has a hundred million dollars. Long story short, he's rich. He's like a kind of eccentric rich guy, right? Hmm. 45 years old, this guy. And he wants to be 18 years old again. So he has dedicated his entire life right now to turning back the clock. Um, interesting, interesting guy from what I could tell. And as I mentioned, I am looking forward to hopefully getting him on the show and getting the details of this guy's regimen. But when I was doing a little research on this guy, I found something on his website that I really thought was obvious and simple, but so often overlooked. And I wanted to make it our segment one. I wanna talk about these things that he addresses, right? So he's talking about change in his life, how to make change. And he's got this little one word, right? First word is embrace with a heart. Like here's what you have to embrace to change. I was like, all right, well, I'm the queen of this. So let's see what this guy says. And first one up there is systems over willpower. And I thought, well, that's a hell of an interesting way of putting it, right? Because we've often talked about willpower as this fleeting moment of bravado, right? Willpower as a muscle, a muscle that gets fatigued. You can say no to the chips before the waiter puts them down. But if the waiter puts them down, I would almost guarantee nine out of 10 of us, myself included, are going to start grazing on the chips. I literally have to ruin the food. I have to like pour salt all over it. I have to get the waiter to take it away. I have to put it on the other side of the table. I have to recruit family members. I'm like, can yeah, I get this away from me? I can't keep looking at the chips. So, you know, we've often talked about, okay. Control your environment, right? Remove temptation and put stuff that inspires you all around the environment to remind you why you're doing the work, why you're making the sacrifice and communicate your needs to friends and loved ones so they can be helpful when you're you know, trying to avoid going out for drinks instead, have your buddy go for a hike with you instead of the happy hour, right? Support systems, environmental control, all the behaviors. But I like that he specifically said systems because- and what I believe that he means here, and I, as I mentioned, have not yet had a chance to interview him. So this (laughs) should be interesting if I've interpreted this incorrectly, but nevertheless, systems becomes a routine. That's how I'm interpreting it, right? And it's a different and yet nuanced way of taking control of those elements we talked about in a way that becomes an afterthought. So for example, Your system in the morning is, I eat this, I wake up here, I take my supplements here, I take this route to work around the donut shop, I keep a fridge in my office and lunches at this time. Systems, essentially what I believe to be a routine. You establish the routine, you stick to the routine, and it mitigates willpower because it lessens exposure to temptation. And by the way, I forgot to mention, guys, one of the reasons that i want to do this segment now more than ever is because we're right in that sweet spot where i get the request oh can she do you know can she do kelly and ryan oh can we have our kelly clarkson what do you want her to talk about everybody's falling off the new year's resolution (laughs) wagon so i'm gonna address by the way little changes i want you guys to make you know in the coming segment right when we come back from break but this is why I want to be talking about this now more than ever, because if it is that time, right, where the gusto has left you, right, and the
1: uh,
0: impetus of New Year's, that kind of incentive to make a change, New Year, New Year, now, it's like, ah, we're in February, it's already here, February, and, you know, the year has begun to take its toll, and the newness has has worn off. These are the things I want you thinking about because I love to capitalize on New Year's, but that's only when it's New Year's. We got to be able to evolve and grow all year round. I'm always (laughs) making changes, not just New Year's. So the next one I love, and this one gets lost and it pisses me off data over human opinions. So I was listening to this lecture um, by a guy named Jordan Peterson and I, I don't know if you know who he is. I listen to this guy. I think he's very intelligent. Don't always agree with him. Um, I believe he's a clinical psychologist. He goes, and forgive me because I'm paraphrasing to a certain extent, he goes, your beliefs are not facts to be used at your disposal. In other words, like just because you believe something doesn't make it true, right? Like You you can believe that you can be healthy at any size, but that's not a fact to be used at your disposal in an argument. You're wrong that science does not support it, period. So while well, people have opinions of it's wrong to eat animals, or you know we need all the protein in the world, or high intensity training is the best kind of training, or yoga is the best kind of training. These are opinions. You gotta look at the data. What does the data say, right? What does the data say about being obese? In other words, having more fat on your body, in your body than is considered healthy, how much is that? Why is it considered unhealthy to have more than a certain percentage of your body being made up of fat? There's data, there's science. It's not personal. It's not a matter of opinion. So these fad diets and, oh, I like hot yoga, why? Oh, I burn more calories. No, you don't actually. No, you don't burn more calories. So you feel like you're working harder, right? That's your opinion, but the data doesn't support that. Now, there are other reasons people might do it. The data may support those reasons. But data over human opinion, and that means that we don't just, oh, I like this information, so I'm going to make my beliefs fact. No. And the reason that's a problem is because it's compromising your ability to get results when you are attempting a change. Throw the feelings out the fucking window, okay? And throw the opinions out the window and get the data. And yes, the data can change. It can evolve. I'm embarrassed to say this, and I'm waiting to get this guest on the show. But it appears as though, by the way, that sauna therapy, can actually help you sweat out heavy metals, which for years, I'm like, this is bullshit. and None of this is true. And now there appears to be some science to suggest you can excrete some heavy metals through sauna therapy. Now I'm not gonna elaborate on it. We're gonna get a scientist on to talk about it in particular, but point is the data may change as we learn more, but this is not my opinion. I'm following the data. Next one, and I love this too. He says, harmony over addiction. Because what is addiction? What is it? If you really stop and think about it, and I am certainly no expert, but I have dealt with it in my career a lot with regard to food addiction and experienced it personally with food addiction, it's self-medicating. You're medicating yourself. In In my opinion, you are utilizing that addiction at one time or another as a means of psychological survival. And it does begin to invade. Like if we were to look at cigarettes, right? Like every part of your life, the morning cigarette ritual, the Mm -hmm. alcohol romance ritual, the nightly glass of wine ritual. It it goes from not only becoming something where we're medicating ourselves and we're trying to anesthetize and kill pain and cope and it's a defense structure and it provides control. There's a host of things. But in my opinion, addiction is coming from pain. So harmony over addiction. Now, that's like saying, just love yourself more that one because the question then becomes how to create harmony in our lives, right? And is it, to be fair in some cases, there, there is a time where we may need to see a psychiatrist and medicate ourselves out of a clinical depression as a crutch, but not to be used as a legacy drug unless there's a biochemical issue in your genetics and what have you. But if you have a situational depression that becomes clinical, right? You lost somebody, you lost your job, something happened, you fell into a depression, now it's clinical. You may need some help climbing out of that dark hole. It could be a medical intervention. It could be therapy. It could be an online support group. It could be finding proactive behaviors that give you a sense of comfort and control, ways of nurturing yourself that are not destructive, but life affirming. And I'm giving you the Band-Aid version of this, like a top line. This is not a deep dive into harmony, but I'm pointing you in a variety of directions to investigate and look at the data. Is it a hobby? Is it animals? Is it What is it that you love to do? How can you nurture, feed comfort in ways that are life affirming? Okay. Next one. This I love too. Compounded rates of self-improvement. And I was like, hold on. I think I know what this guy's talking about. So compounded rates of self-improvement basically means small successes add up over time to big results, right? So in the same way that money compounds an interest, The effects of your habits, no matter how small, multiply as you repeat them. Little things equal big results. We're going to talk about some of those little things coming up, as I mentioned. You know, one of the things Stu McGill said to me about my spine, spine hygiene, he said, he's like, every time you bend down to pick something up the right way, he's like, you're putting a drop in that piggy bank. You are extending the longevity and the health of your spine. Every time you don't, you're shortening the health of your spine. So compounded rates of self-improvement. Social norms encouraging bad behavior. God damn it, do I love this one. And I see it in my 12-year-old all the time. And I say it with a 12-year-old, but then as I look into our social circles, when people say you are the company you keep, my daughter will be like, well, my friends eat it. Well, my friends do it. Well, my friends, well, my friends, well, my friends. And guess what? We grow up and we turn into the and my friends person. My friends smoke, my friends drink, my friends eat this, my friends do that. And we just co-sign each other's bullshit. We do. And this social narrative has also overrun the facts. And self-sabotage. So, you know, this one's tough, right? But how do you sabotage yourself? And can you look at why? And this one may require some therapy. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we are unconscious about this, but I see it constantly, constantly, and i'll give you an example you guys may remember that i was helping my friend's father get off of 12 different medications right i talked about it a couple months ago this guy was killing the game and by the way still is okay so now it's the holidays right and i don't hear from him and i'm like what's going on long story short i know his son and i see his son is like making lunch for dad all carbs shit pasta And I was like, "What's going on? How did?" And he sabotaged himself because, like, he thought his family wanted to eat the pasta. He didn't want to be difficult. All the shit, right? The family dynamic. And I, I, I'm like, Brian, we are trying to cure you of, of of some pretty significant diseases right now. For you to just fly off the wagon in this way. What's really going on? And it was a whole family dynamic. I got the family on the phone and started screaming at everybody, the wife, the son, because I could tell he didn't have the ability to to deal with that confrontation. So I did it for him as a bridge to him learning how to communicate better. Uh, But I was like, you know, you guys want pasta. You make him fish. You don't encourage him to eat pasta. So what is it that's creating self-sabotage in your life? Look at it as closely as you can. You may need some help understanding it, uncovering it. But when you blow it, why are you blowing it? Understanding why is really important. And then we can default to systems over willpower, content, compounded rates of self-improvement, harmony over addiction. And we talked about how to incorporate more harmony, right? In ways that are life-affirming and not self-destructive. So anyway, I just loved that. I thought it was brilliant, and I'm I'm hoping uh, I can lock this guy down. I'm sure he's in high demand now because his story is kind of everywhere. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of those little things that compound with regard to self-improvement over time. So quick break for the sponsors. We'll be right back. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 370251 one. 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day, are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, the fits everybody t-shirt bra, I always get them in sand. So you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims bras at skims.com now available in 62 sizes 38 to 46H plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop down menu that follows. All right team, we are back and I was about <laughs> to give you some simple things to start incorporating that will not overwhelm you, not cost you a fortune. Not be inaccessible, and that will equal big results over time. But during the break, Cindy was going to tell me something, and I no longer speak to me during the break because then she ruins it for all of you because she's already <laughs> told me, so it loses its
1: authenticity. So I'm I'm ready. This better See, be good. There's no acting involved here. She's never heard this from me. No, I, <laughs> I I find that when um when I I start an inner negotiation about something, that's when I like, oh, should I have another glass of wine? Ah. And then instead of just having another glass of wine, or instead of not having another glass of wine, it's the I it, the voices in my head uh, debating it. And well, why wouldn't you? You're fine. You're okay. You can do this. Well, why would you? you, you and it's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> there's that much discussion going on about it. I'm not doing it. That's actually
0: really important. What you just talked about is a very specific skill set. And um, I actually wrote about it in a book called Unlimited, and it's called The Pause. So, mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're shifting from the impulsive part of your brain, which is the amygdala, to the frontal lobe, which is the part of your brain associated with reason. When you pause and you begin a series of questions, hmm. Why am I here? Am I actually, I'll give you an example. Like if you're at the fridge at eight, nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, do I feel physically hungry? Is my stomach growling? How long ago did I eat? Well, no, I'm not. Okay. Well, why am I at the fridge? Well, I'm bored. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm stressed. I don't really know. Okay. Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go in here. I'm going to grab this. Well, how are you going to feel after you eat it? Well, I'm going to feel like shit. Okay. They call it thinking through the drink, actually, when it comes to alcoholism. And when it comes to food, same skill set. How are you gonna feel after? Okay, mm-hmm. distract yourself. Incorporate a harmonious activity that you can turn to, right? Whether it's you like sewing, you like painting, you, you're an avid reader, you're binge watching a show. Distract, distract with something life affirming and positive that you feel comforted by. But what you're doing is is a very specific thing. And it's it's really intelligent. Now just shift it a little more instead of playing pros and cons. If you start asking, you know it's a con game. So you already said that, yep. right? You already know yep. it's a con game because you're like, ah, fuck I shouldn't. Well, come on now. Now just focus on the why you shouldn't once you start asking the questions.
1: Does that make yeah. sense? When the next day comes, um, I always feel really good about making the more Difficult yep. choice. Yep. Good for me. You know, Which and it
0: begets itself. That, that's a reward. Yeah. It sure be well. It also is the how to of self improvement. Mm. So, you, you know, we've talked about this before. People come up to me, <laughs> the ones that like me, the ones that don't like me, never come up to me. And then it begets a story generally that's. I lost 25 pounds after my baby with you. I got ready for my wedding. I got off my Medicaid because of you. When I hear because of you, with mm-hmm. you, I'm like, oh, love it. Love the with. Because of you is a big problem. And I, and that's when I turn into what seems like a bitch, but there's a reason. And I'm like, because of me, I, I don't even know who you are. I don't know your name. I don't know your story. I don't know anything about you. And the reason is because If you give that power away because of you, it's no longer your accomplishment, which it actually is your accomplishment, but it is those accomplishments that redefine your belief in how strong you are, how capable you are, how resilient you are. So then you're like, look at this choice that I made. Gangster. I can do it. I can tolerate the discomfort. I can beat it. You know, and that in conjunction with the results to keep you motivated, as the compounded rates of self improvement add up, in conjunction with removing the willpower when it, you know the temptation wherever you can, when possible, really make a massive difference over time.
1: I Huge well, because, over time. because of you is also works in the other when you don't take responsibility. Well, I, because of you, I feel yes. like this oh so my it's, god you're spot on phrase. yeah diet
0: culture makes me feel this way it's like now you had something happen huh. diet culture that's might amazing. trigger it but diet culture doesn't make me feel that way because it isn't about diet culture oh you you're absolutely right it goes both ways and when you play the victim you're fundamentally disempowered to make a change because you're a victim exactly my point you yeah. you said it perfectly now what are the little things I want to go over a few for you guys. Okay. That I think are absolutely manageable and that will really help you in the long run. The first one is step goals. The step goal thing. This is huge. Okay. Get a, I mean, I just discovered, I just did this partnership with a company called iTouch and it's awesome. It is like the dopest tracker does everything that every other tracker does. And then some, but I just found out it's not, I just did all this press announcing it. And I'm like, and everybody wants one and it's not out for like a few months. It's called iTouch Wearables. <laughs> but ne- nevertheless, um, I want you to t- use a health app. I don't care. Track your steps and have a minimum. Let's start with 5,000. It's two and a half miles a day. It sounds like a lot maybe to some of you, but you realize that you, as you walk from the kitchen to the bedroom, right? From the car to the grocery store, you'll, you'll actually rack up some steps. But if you're cognizant of it and you're watching it, 5,000 is your minimum. And once you're like, okay, it's not hard to hit 5,000. I mean, my true goal for you, if you're not working out, is 10,000. If you are working out, I'll take five. But 10,000 if you're not working out. Steps, get outside, go for a walk, walk the house. I don't care what you have to do. Do it. Get a treadmill. Get a cheap one. Steps, step goal, minimum 5,000 a day, starting there, okay? Just with steps and a dietary change, that guy that I mentioned on all those drugs, I still haven't got that guy to work out. He's got a torn hamstring. He's got a fucked up shoulder. It, it, like I haven't gotten him to work out in the gym. Just the steps. I've gotten him to 10,000 steps a day and dietary changes off all the medications. Wow. Okay, so step goals. I would love a stand-up desk. If you are like, I don't have that option, you know what I do? I just go work at my kitchen counter. Literally, I will go to the kitchen counter and stand at the kitchen counter. I'll stack (laughs) books under my computer if I need to. But what I want to get myself is a stand-up desk with a little treadmill. Because it's not just the fact that you go to the gym, by the way, guys. The most effective, the data shows that being active throughout your day Incorporating more movement and activity throughout the day is the most beneficial. Not just look. I will. T- I want you to work out. I want both. But if you're sedentary all the time and then go bunker shorts a couple times a week, it's not actually as good as if you were consistently moving throughout the day. Mind you, in conjunction with dietary changes. So a stand up desk or stand up while you're working. Less time sitting. Think of sitting as the new smoking. Water goals. I'm so bad at this. And the reason I'm so bad at it is because I have the world's smallest bladder and I get super pissed when I'm stuck in the car somewhere and I have to pee. I get like pee anxiety. If I'm not on an aisle on a plane, I'm like, oh, oh God, what if I have to pee and I don't drink my water,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I'm drinking right now as we speak, makes a huge difference. Huge with the long story short is we could talk about metabolism and hydration and energy levels and mitochondrial biogenesis, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> your blood is your body's super highway. Okay. When you don't drink water, it's totally deflated. It's how your body is circulating nutrients and immunity. cells. like you need to hydrate your skin. Don't go nuts. You don't have to do a gallon a day. You can even create electrolyte imbalances if you're doing shit like that. But bottom line, drink water until your pee is clear. Your pee is not clear. And you know the difference between the vitamins that come out hypergreen. You know the difference. I'm talking about apple juice versus lemonade. We want lemonade pee. It doesn't have to be water pee. Water pee might be too hydrated. Lemonade pee, water. So here's another thing you can do. Hit 60 ounces a day. 60 ounces is not too much. It's not not enough. It's just kind of a good little parameter to make sure you're drinking your water. All right. Another one. Vegetable goals. How about servings of vegetables? Let's get vegetables in particular, by the way, green vegetables. I would love in dinner every night, green vegetables. And by the way, the more you eat them, the more you develop a taste for them. And uh, I think I talked about this one on the show a little while back that now the data suggests when we eat these vegetables and we feed our microbiome vegetables, we released something called post chain, uh, Fatty acids, postbiotics, the byproduct of the good bacteria eating that food. And then the byproduct of that is postbiotics, which is why you don't need to supplement postbiotics. That's a con. So don't do that. Pre and pro, no post. Anyway, long story short, (laughs) it impacts our taste buds and actually teaches us to appreciate the taste of it. I actually love vegetables, love, obsessed. Green beans, asparagus bell pepper. My whole taste has yeah. changed as I've gotten older.
1: Artichokes, heaven. I'm like, oh my God, heaven. Nom, 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 nom. You know, rather- one of our doctors, one of the doctors yeah. we've had on, because I, I keep following them and now I can't remember who said what, said two servings of vegetables a day, one green. yeah you know, Preferably one green. So it's like, it seems daunting until you're, you think, well, you could have- Carrots. Have at lunch. a salad for lunch. A salad, Have exactly. A, yeah. And then a vegetable at night. It's Get like- a vegetable as a side,
0: you know, and make yeah. sure it's not covered in sauce and garbage. Well, yeah. I don't want dripping in oil. Tell them they can grill it, they can broil it, they can bake it, they can steam it. But when it shows up saturated, That's almost counterintuitive. So tell them how to prepare it for you if you're not preparing it for yourself. I mean, we we bake eggplant and I'm like, God, this is heaven. Heaven. Love
1: it. Spaghetti
0: squash. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy. So like make it, let's go with two. Servings of vegetables, one a day green. Okay. Blue blockers. Put the blue blockers on your devices starting at seven o'clock wherever you're watching late night TV, there's a lot of data about light therapy these days. And you've got to remember, and I've been looking for a a preeminent expert on this. I haven't found like someone that I think is is the person yet, but the long and the short of it is that light is is energy, correct? And different wavelengths of light, red light, blue light uh, have a different impact on us. So blue light is going to wake you up, right? Long story short, you don't want blue light at night. Blue blockers, set the computer, set the phone to night shift. It's called night shift. Easy peasy, set it, makes a big difference. Um, Helps with your sleep. Supplement goals. Now this will you'll spend a little money, but I cannot even begin to tell you any, now anybody who is telling you that there is no data behind supplements is full of shit there is an overwhelming amount of data to support healthy supplementation um in fact you can go to i believe it's called examine.com and you can look up you know magnesium supplementation vitamin d supplementation zinc supplementation what are these things doing for the body why does it matter because a lot of times we're deficient the diet is just not varied enough you know people people eh, you know forgetting the pizza the burger the pasta, more than is ideal, okay? And we become deficient in these nutrients and the side effects are tremendous. It impacts everything from thyroid function to mitochondrial biogenesis, to hormone synthesis, to on, 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 on. You could keep it simple. Um, If you do the difference in vitamins, you want it third-party lab tested so that what they claim is in it is actually in it. You want no so I was listening to um this one this one guy on uh, who's I really respect but he's like there's no difference between this vitamin and that vitamin like the cheap one and the expensive one and I was like uh yeah there is because the cheap one has the red number forty and all the chemicals in it but he meant like well the vitamin C versus the vitamin C but that's also not entirely true because some of it is synthetic and some of it comes from food so bottom line is. Go with a high-quality vitamin. Make sure it's third-party third, third party tested. High-quality is like not the one at CVS where you get 90-day supply for $10 because it's got a host of shit in it that you don't want. Preservatives, colors, chemicals. So even if you just made the investment in a, like a high-quality multi that's third-party lab tested, great, right? And then we can get into greens powders and... And as I mentioned before, by the way, don't, this pisses me off, that AG1 Athletic Greens product, that's $90. $90. Elias wow. is like $40 and it's better. And that I'll say that's my opinion. And here's why it's better. Everything in it is organic. It has pre and probiotics. It has adaptogens. It has antioxidants. It is made from organic whole food. And it's half the price. So it's like, do your homework on that shit. That pisses me off. They have so much money. So it's like, they can just buy like a drug company, buy all these experts to endorse it. So again, do your homework. But like some, a few key supplements can go a long way. Things to consider removing. And this is not the end all be all list guys. These are just some ideas I'm suggesting to you that you should incorporate, okay? So- this is technically removing eating intervals. Create a minimum 12-hour fast window. That was not too daunting. If you stop eating at 7, don't eat until 7 the next morning. If you stop eating at 8, don't eat until 8 again the next morning. You can have water, absolutely. You can have coffee. If you're dying like me, I but I go to 16 now, have a little heavy whipping cream or some ghee or some organic butter or some MCT oil, just a little, to carry you through but make a minimum 12 hour fast window before you get into that dirty fast and it automatically prevents you from the late night snacking it helps you control how many calories you're taking in and it's just good for your body to have time where it isn't focusing on digesting food to do its housekeeping and its cleanup then later if it becomes easy you can expand the window to 14 16 if you really want to get nuts okay remove sugary drinks Make this the focus of your, you know, you don't have to do all of this at once, by the way. I'd love for you to tackle one of these a month until it becomes a habit. Then we can move on to the next small step beginning the juice and the sugary teas and the sugary coffees and sodas. And this includes diet soda, which is garbage. Like organic tea, organic coffee, milk, or a dairy product as it stands, either as a little bit in your coffee, a little bit in your tea or part of your meal, right? If you're incorporating it into a smoothie or incorporating it into cereal or oatmeal, fine. Um, But remove that shit. Alcohol, cut it back. Reduce it to four to six drinks a week. So these little things, no snacking, no more than four meals a day, eating every three to four hours, okay? Okay. These are the little things, the compounded rates of self-improvement that over time, monster results. And those are suggestions. Go ahead and come up with a few, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a way to take in less calories, to move a little more often, to eat a little bit better, to focus on your sleep, to focus on your stress management. I don't care if it's cold plunging, right? Maybe you're like, I'm going to cold plunge, you know, Three times a week, but the data behind that is 11 minutes. So I really, if you're going to do it, like don't suffer without getting the optimal results. It's about 11 minutes a week. I don't care if it's breath work. I don't care if it's meditation. Commit to something small and stick with it. And once that becomes a part of your system, part of your routine, then we can tackle the next one. All right. I'm going to take a break. But when we come back, questions, answering your questions. cannot wait.
1: Okay, this week's listener questions are going to be sort of interview style,
0: because we Ooh. got a lot of,
1: we had gotten a lot of interesting personal questions. Oh, so uh, I didn't know anybody did. Oh yes, <laughs> people are fascinated by you, Julia Michaels. Yeah, yeah, a handful. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, the first one we'd like to know, where you get your jeans and rock band t-shirts.
0: Ah, okay. The rock band t-shirts, some I've had for a really long time, from concerts when I was actually a kid in the 90s. Um, Some I get through a company called Tyranny and Mutation, um, and you can find them obviously online on Instagram. Um, and then if you actually check some of the people they follow and some of the people that follow them, it'll kind of lead you down different paths for vintage. I don't buy on, uh, the eBay's and the Etsy's because they're good chance. You're going to get a fake. And, you know, if you want a fake, there's a company called made worn. They're expensive. They make great fakes. I don't, I don't like fakes, (laughs) hate fakes. Because the whole point of vintage is it has a life all to itself, which is why I love old things, antiques, and vintage. Um, for another one, but it's expensive and overpriced, is sorry guys, because I buy a lot of stuff from them. Is a company called What Comes Around Goes Around. You have to go into a store; they don't have their vintage T-shirts online. Um, you could call and say, "Can you send me like Prince, Michael Jack, whoever you're looking for, Britney Spears." But if you if you're looking for authentic, the, you have to go to a like a dealer that cares about their reputation. Wow. You'll pay a little bit more, but um, you know there's another store in Malibu called Surf Cowboys that I really like, and you can trust Double RL as well. But they're all expensive because you're you're paying for their overhead and their authenticity. The jeans generally are I wear mousy m o u s s y because I'm tiny and they fit me best. Um, and I also like a brand called girlfriend jeans that are pretty cool, but those are like anything outside of that or tend to be a little bit big on me. I don't look
1: great. I'm afraid. Wow. Anyway, tell us about your wedding. We haven't technically had our wedding yet. We are married. Um, I don't
0: remember if I talked about this. We went to a courthouse, something happened to my wife. My wife had a, a personal quite honestly, tragedy, when we were supposed to be officially married last June. Um, And we had to cancel the celebration and move it to this June, which will be um, in Venice, keeping it super small and chill. But we, because of that, we went to the courthouse in Coral Gables, which is a very South American part of Miami. So I could barely understand. It was so cute the guy's marrying us through the glass. I think his name was like Yamil. All right, I couldn't understand what he's saying, and he's like, "Repeat that for me." And it's like, I'm going with like a really strong
1: accent. He was. Oh, I hysterical. Love it's like, uh, like this. It was so movie, funny. Best friends when he uh, it. with this uh, ring I dindo. Yes, yes! It was so great. It was like that. It was so great. Tushan is
0: like no baby, you're. But it was a disaster. But like, <laughs> so we got the little thing, and then we went to um, Namibia for our honeymoon. We haven't actually had the wedding, so it will be in Italy. Um, I think we're both wearing Zuhair. She won't even tell me what she's wearing. I'm wearing Zuhair, but she won't tell me what she's wearing because it's supposed to be some sort of big surprise. Yeah. So I'll fill you guys in. It's June, like the last weekend in June. Once it's finished, so to speak.
1: <laughs> well, on the relationship uh, theme, are you on good terms with Heidi now?
0: I am on good terms with Heidi, but it has not been easy. We've had to really work at it. Um And we had another kind of like the kid thing is tough. you know, the move yeah. really we did really well together and then the move really set us back. Um, and then we had a big fight actually around New Year's where I'm like sick as a dog and I had asked her if she could pick the kids up at the airport instead of me dropping them off because we had like seven bags and it ended up being like a huge fight and I was like, can't you just once do something for me? And she's like, all I do is do shit for you. I don't jump when you say jump. And her perspective was so different than Mm. my perspective. And I I was like, listen, I don't even understand you. I want to understand you. Like I, I cannot see through your eyes at all. I was like, I really want to be better together. Like I, I want to be better. Mm-hmm. You're a good person. I'm a good person. I want to understand you. And should not take me up on that. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, you know, we've both been like really trying. And I, I think that that's the most important thing. And I'm really trying to kind of like acknowledge and pay attention She does something for me and I'm really trying to be more considerate of like, because part of it is like ADD when I'm like, can you, you know, or something comes up Mm. and she's like, I don't jump when you say, anyway, whatever. We just are very different people and we disagree on just about everything, which is kind of a shame, but I'm trying to be like, okay, let me give a little more. When I don't agree. I'm like, look, I really don't want to do this, but if you really want to do this, I'm trying not to undermine you. And I think that there's like a little, you know, she's trying, we're trying, we're trying. It's not easy.
1: There's a history there and buttons get pushed. So it's, it's natural.
0: Also, yeah, she reminds me of a certain dynamic in my family where it's like, you feel, I feel like I always turn myself inside out and I'm still the bad guy. And then with her, I remind her of a certain dynamic in her family where she feels dominated. Yeah. And it, it was a disaster, long story short, it was a disaster, but she's a good person. I like to think I'm a good person and we are, I respect her very much. Um, and I would try, you know, we're very, very, very different people. And yeah, the, the histrionics were set up for just
1: a catastrophe, but you know, what are you going to do? Well, speaking of families, uh, what do you think of Beth on Yellowstone? Oh,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: She's the best
0: character on TV.
1: I don't oh, even yeah. know the name
0: of that actress because I don't want to know her as anything other than Beth. Kelly
1: Riley. Kelly Riley. She's um no. British. British. No! Have you not heard her speak? No, no, no. Beth, Beth, Beth. That's all Beth, she Beth, is, is Beth. 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 That's it.
0: She's the best character on television. I think Beth is everybody's alter ego. Beth does and says what everybody wants to do and say and doesn't have the balls to do it. And I think that's why she resonates so much is because people are like, oh my God, I want to be that person or even a shred of that person. Um, And she also has great qualities. She's like deeply, deeply loyal, brutally honest. Um, She's the best character on TV. I just think she's the... I, lo- I don't even want to know her actual name. I refuse. I don't want to know anything about her. So I refuse to suspect... I like Beth. to have anything jeopardize my suspension of disbelief. She is Beth from Yellowstone and that's it. End of story. The rest of everybody else on the show is a dud. Rip is good. I like Rip and Kevin Costner's good, but they like pale in comparison to Beth. Everybody else pales in comparison. She's the wow. shit.
1: Yeah, if 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 that's not like taking up most of the episode, it's sort of like, well, that was pretty. The cows are nice, and the horses. No, nice. Yeah, she's the whole show. <laughs> yeah, she's the whole show. The whole show. Yeah. Period. Okay. Now we have the question of the week: skincare. Got it. What are your must products? Okay,
0: this is a little more complicated. The first are habits. Um, you must sleep, must drink water, you must stay out of the sun. Period. If you don't do those three things, you're aft. Um, ingestibles, I take. Um, you guys know my regimen's fucking bonkers, but I live off of, and I notice this makes a big difference. Multi-collagen peptides. I take the Alaya multi-collagen peptides with MSM, glucosamine, chondroitin, all ethically sourced, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic chick, the whole deal, wild-caught fish. Um, and yes, I invested in that company. So if you don't want to buy it, I don't care. I, 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 that's what I take. Um, I also take the krill oil. And this should not technically be for skin, but I'm going to tell you right now that when I don't take it, my skin actually, as I've gotten older, starts to get almost like, Kind of red and like scaly like a little bit dry in certain places hmm. um but when i take it like zero issues i uh, i don't know if it's because when i was younger i had to take accutane or i don't know what but it'll get like dry and now if i take the krill oil huh. it's like night and day you know i take the greens with the antioxidants the adaptogens all that stuff because you need the a the c the e you need all that stuff the carotenoids all the stuff to support your skin gotta have it so those are the three, imp- and honestly, also probiotics are really good for your skin. But let's just stick with, if you had to do it, multi-collagen peptides, the organic green superfood blend, and acryl is like a game changer for me. It's also one of the top supplements you can take for your brain and your heart. So mm. table it, put that, put that there. Okay. Um, topicals. Now, I want to be honest and just be like, oh, it's not do anything bad, but that's a lie. So <laughs> it just is. I I probably put, this is where I really take on a toxic load, but I don't in other areas. I don't mess with hydroquinone for hyperpigmentation because it's so freaking toxic. Um, But I have two dermatologists that I see religiously. I see a guy named Harold Lancer, uh, and I I love him. Um, he's He's got some products, but the thing is, his products are great, but you need the prescription strength. And to get them, you kind of need to go in and I don't know what's in them. It could be battery acid for all I know. I take his glycolic, um, his vitamin C, his, it's called R3, which is a retinol blend. Um, And I go to him for this peel that works really well on me. uh, And it's called an M peel or a melasma peel because I tend to get hyperpigmentation Mm. if I'm in the sun for even five seconds my skin will pigment. I can't. Um, that works really well for me. And then I see Dr. Grossman. Um, and I also take, she's got a line of products called caring and I take, I use her like cleanser, uh, her moisturizer. Um, I see her for like any resurfacing stuff. She's nuts. Like, I mean, (laughs) she's so meticulous, but you're never going to get, okay. Call them for their products. It's tough because it's almost impossible to get in there in Los Angeles. But you guys are asking me, I'm telling you the truth. Um, she will literally put filler, I'm not kidding, in my earlobes. She's like, Your earlobes are deflated. I'm like, What are you talking about? I swear. And Cindy looks totally different. It's insane.
1: But is all this
0: filler like safe? It's supposedly hyaluronic acid. I mean, I would argue if you did enough research on it, maybe not. Mm. I don't need a ton of filler um, because, like, I hate that puffy look. I think it's gross. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I will get too thin. When I get too thin, that's what's happened to me in my old age. I don't get too big. I get too thin. So if I get too thin, though, I eat. I have to go off the 16-hour fast window. I have to dial it back to 14 hours. Um and I, I have to eat more and I can fill up my face. Like you'll see my face is not, it gets pretty thin, mm. um, but sh- she will do little things like that. She's like, it's going to make a huge difference. I'm like, that's Karen. That's the <laughs> And it does. I'm like, wow. Okay. I guess she's, it's crazy. The di- I'm telling you, it's really interesting. So she's kind of a genius that way. Like she'll do little teeny things to your face that are like slight and minimal, but it makes all the difference in the world. Um. So, I mean, she's like, so it's a combination of shit that's, and I will do Botox. I do, but, but it doesn't work on me. So I think my metabolism, I don't know. I go through it. Mm. It doesn't work. So I use like a little bit of this stuff called Daxi, uh, which is supposed to last longer. And I try to do it like every six months. So I'm not doing a ton of it. So it's like, like, I'm being honest with you. Oh, and last but not least, I do love an organic. I love this company and I use them as much as I can as well. Um, called Fawn Lily. And she's got all these, like I go, I subscribe to the serum of the month club. Oh my God. I cover my body in it. My face, she's got all these mm. scrubs and natural like botanicals that are amazing, but it's a pretty intense skincare regimen. That's you know that yeah. involves good stuff, bad stuff, topical supplements, stuff, habits, doctors, supplements, all the things. Yeah,
1: I think that that last one seems like a good uh, a a good place for people to start with some sort of like uh, products. Products yeah. are always
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming. If you're enjoying the show, do us a big favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it just helps us get the show out there, get it heard by more people. We'd really appreciate it.